welcome to 1923 Main Street. Home of the Daddy Daughter Disney Travel Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Mike Bellobratic. And I'm Amelia Bellobratic. And today we'll be discussing our top 10 things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. And if you remember that song, or maybe not, Amelia didn't even know the things that make you go, hmm, song, did you now? No. But I took the time to show you the YouTube video. I'm not sure you still got it, but today we do have 10 things. You know, have you ever wondered, hmm, what is up with that? Or what the what? Or another way, these are our top 10 Disney head scratchers. Things we really don't get. Or another word, you stare at people and say, why? Yeah, exactly. Now, we have a list of 10. They are in no, no particular, particular order. order. So shall we begin with a very topical one? Oh, this was mine. Cinderella paint job. The new paint job on Cinderella Castle. That definitely made me for sure go, what? Like, and here's why. I know there's been a lot of talk about this. First of all, I mean, do you like the new paint job? I think it's nice. I just don't think it fits Cinderella. Why not? Because she's blue. <laughs> it's like Aurora's castle. Are you going to make Cinderella pink now? Exactly. And that's, you know, here's what I was thinking on the same lines. You won't remember this, but when that castle first opened, the restaurant was King Stefan's Banquet Hall. And King Stefan, as you know, is who? Aurora's dad. Aurora's dad. So it was really creepy for many years. I mean, a long time, till the 90s, I think. And that why does Aurora's dad have a place in Cinderella's house? It was very weird. And so eventually they changed it rightfully so, to Cinderella's royal table. But when I saw that new paint job, forget the outrageously bright spires, that pink reminded, right away I thought of this King Stephen's banquet hall thing, and why is Aurora again getting a footprint on Cinderella Castle? So I really don't understand this at all. I think a bunch of Imagineers, I don't, I don't even know who came up with this, and the fact that it got agreed to boggles my mind. Who, who thinks, hmm, let's take Cinderella Castle and change it to another princess. Exactly. Things that make us go, hmm. And, you know, <laughs> one thing I've discovered that if you, you know, the way that castle looks in photos, if you take your old pictures of Cinderella Castle on your phone mm -hmm. and go in and edit and just crank up the saturation and, and uh, vibrance, it'll look like the new castle. So it's just so ridiculous to me. I don't get it at all. Our only hope is that paint fades over time, it does remind me of the old birthday cake that, you know... That's probably why they did it so bright, though, because does, paint does fade. Well, let's hope, because that one, for me, I don't get it all. I don't like it. I just think it's too gaudy and in-your-face, and it's not Cinderella colors. I don't colors. mind it. I just don't think it fits at the castle. Yeah, I, f I find it too bright, but you're more on the Aurora theme, right? This yeah. is, you know, we don't have to make all the castles exact. People say, well, Disneyland Paris is like that. Yeah. That's Sleeping Beauty Castle, okay? I can buy it there. Anyway, for me, that's our first things that make you go, hmm. Now, the next one on the list is one I thought of. I don't know if you agree with this. No, I don't. It's not the same controversy. It's just something that I don't get, and that is the Disney Mickey Mouse Glass House Balloons. Okay, let me explain them to you. Okay, and then they're I'll tell you why I put this on here. They're not for adults. They're for people who want to take nice aesthetic photos or little kids who want a balloon that's shaped like Mickey. Okay, but I don't, I love the balloons themselves. I just don't get who's buying these. 
Because parents who want to make their five-year-olds that ask for them happy, they look great for photos. I let you know. I I totally get them for taking those Main Street photos, but you can't take them home with you. You can't walk you can around if the, you live in Florida. Yeah, unless you're local, they make sense. But for any non-locals, you know, you don't want to walk around the park all day with these things. You you know, what are you gonna do? Take it to your hotel room? It's gonna pop. You're gonna lose it in the sky, and you can't take them on airplanes. Now, what people don't know is there's these deflating stations. I mean, it's just a hole where you can deflate the balloon for air travel. What are you going to do, blow it up when you get home? So I really just don't get these balloons, like who buys them other than locals, right? And, you know, that, that's why I have these. Mickey, I love the balloons, right? They, they look great. Some light. And they look great in pictures, but who's buying them? First of all, they're beautiful. So... Locals Agreed, or totally. Instagram people who want to take nice pictures. Oh, the Instagram people. It's very, very aesthetic. And local people could just bring them home. They fit in cars. And also, have you never seen a balloon tied onto a stroller? Yes, I have. But All then, the time. What do you do with it later, right? There's so many better things you can buy as a souvenir. Little kids want a balloon. All right. Take your pictures and move along, people. See, this is why I never got a balloon. For me. <laughs> For me, they definitely make you go, hmm. And we never, you know, they're just too big to keep in cars and everything. But anyway, let's move on to number three on our list of head-scratching Disneys. And we're going overseas for this one, to Disneyland Paris. And what was this one? Do you remember this even? I remember this, but I didn't really care. Cause yeah. So <laughs> this is the lack of the ability to get coffee at Disneyland Paris. Paris, France, the land of the French press, no less. Beautiful coffee. I lived in France for over a year and, you know, great coffee. They love their coffee. So why? Why Disneyland Paris? When we were there, uh, what was that, summer 2018 last time, and Amelia and I, we went to Walt Disney Studios, you know, when it opened for a rope drop, and we were on Tower Terror and a bunch of things. And Mommy, who loved her morning coffee, we get off and she's sitting there with that, you know, frustrated look. Why? You cannot get a coffee in the park in the morning. In fact, half the stuff is still closed. Mm. And, and even I'm looking and I can't find any. Of course, I don't really care that much because so come I on, don't Disneyland want Paris, France, the land of coffee. Where? <laughs> what are you doing? Are you doing your Fitbit arm action here? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right in the middle of the show, Amelia got a step alert. All right, so coffee at Disneyland Paris—that is a total head scratcher. I don't understand that one at all. But not just coffee. They aren't open. Yeah, they, yeah, that's right. It's. I mean, this. Oh, sure, you can get a coffee there, but not in the morning. <laughs> coffee because nobody wants to drink a wake up coffee. You know, nope. Come nobody on, ever like does this. That. This makes no sense to me at all. That was a definite thing that made me go. They're what? losing hundreds hmm? of dollars every day. Yeah. Number four, who added this to the list? Yeah. Mummy did. This is a great one. If we were ranking these, this, this could be, be number one. This could be number one. What is it? up for peter pan's flight all right you peter pan flight people <laughs> why what is it the so what? long i <laughs> things that make you go hmm it's so if you just walked into the magic kingdom and you'd never been there before and you saw this you would assume that man oh man this is the flight of passage rise of the resistance ride of this park nope this is a classic dark ride great ride if you love it, it's the, a good ride. I love like the it. old classics. I don't even like, like, I haven't seen Peter Pan in ages, and I like the ride. Yeah, but great ride, but I'm not going to line up for an hour. It is pretty much <laughs> consistently one of the longest in the park, and I don't get it for the life of me. Why is that right? So I know there's a lot, clearly, 
clearly there's a ton of Peter Pan fans out there because they're lining up for this ride. So we'll only do it occasionally when we get a fast pass, right? <laughs> I don't get it. That's a that's a huge head scratcher for me. Hmm. What is next on our list? The turkey legs. The turkey legs. Now, this is one I'm a little bit passionate about. Now, you asked what, Amelia, when we were talking about this? Okay, so turkey legs, I don't have a problem with them. I think they're a good snack, but they're not a theme park food. They're, they're, well, they are, but should they be? They're not. They're like carnival food or like fairs. I, I don't just, why would you, who walks around with a turkey leg? <laughs> and they're What's the gigantic the and they're turkey heavy too. They're the huge ones, which I learned are from male turkeys, not all this other mumbo jumbo people think they're all sorts of conspiracy theories but you know these were not there i'll just let you know growing up for 20 years there were no turkey legs so i looked into this where'd you put them then and the leading story is there was some cast member who was promoted up through the ranks and you know you just said it he was at some other park or a carnival and he saw these turkey legs and he thought oh these would be great to have at disney world in the magic kingdom oh they would not so apparently they you know the executives sort of laughed at the idea at first Thankfully, but somehow he, whoever this cast member, I forget his name, just pursued this. And so now we have people walking around with these turkey legs. And it's so, I agree with you. This is carnival stuff. This is like, you know, the story of Walt Disney sitting in a carnival and he didn't like the carnies smoking on the rides. And he figured, I need a place that's clean and family oriented for my daughter. And that does not have turkey my legs. My daughter's. <laughs> Well, I imagine that one did would have had the turkey legs. It was a turkey leg kind of, you know, carnival, like carnies. That's that's exactly it. So now, and I have to say, I agree. I, As you know, we have a backyard filled with smokers. Don't get me wrong, people. I love my smoked meat, and I love meat. But I'm not going to walk around gnawing on ribs, around the, walking around. It's, sit, not, it's not a snack It's not either. a walk around. Yeah, it's, it's a an, Thanksgiving dinner. They are Not heavy. a snack. Yeah, it's not. You know, I hate to say this, but it reminds me of The Walking Dead. I see guests (laughs) walking around the Magic Kingdom, gnawing on bones, gigantic bones of meat. And it's just, it's (laughs) off-putting. I mean, I don't care that much, but I just find it bizarre. I I find it bizarre. I definitely, this is a huge thing that still make me go, hmm, to this day, these turkey legs. And And then they added the lamb shanks and all that stuff. But they never took off as much as these turkey legs, which are everywhere. So... I really don't get that one. I don't think I ever will. I find it un-Disney. It does not only make me go, hmm, it makes me go, who? Who buys this? Yeah, and why, right? Or or at least, at least. I mean, again. I'd rather spend the money on the balloon. Well, great smoked turkey, but sit down and eat it, right? Make This should not be, yeah, it's not, a, it's not popcorn in a box. It's a big hunk of meat. <laughs> Just so weird. So strange. All right. <laughs> I know there's a lot of you out there who love it. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing against turkeys, meat, smoked foods, or turkey legs. I just find them out of place and a little bit bizarre walking around Disney World with this thing. All right. Next up on our list, number six. Disney bus schedules. Oh, my gosh. So you have to wait 20 minutes for one bus, and then after that one leaves, the next two for the same park are there within like five minutes. And are those the ones you're waiting for? No, of course not. Oh, of course not. So why is it, this again, this is a definite head scratcher. I mean... There are three Animal Kingdom buses and not one Hollywood Studio bus for 
20 minutes. But when you need to go to Animal Kingdom, no, no, there are no buses And we're many decades into Disney World now and at least 30 years or so of buses. So you'd think that maybe we could work this out a little bit better. But no, the sort of running gag of Disney buses definitely makes you go, hmm, like, can't we figure this out? The traffic is working against you every... Every single day, it changes because one day there's three Animal Kingdom, but you don't need them. But then when you're trying to go there, oh, no, there's there's none for 20 minutes. So Disney buses, I agree. This is one you came up with, a definite things that and make you go. And it's always hmm. leaving just as you get there, too. What, the bus? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. So that's why, as we've said before, you know, we, we like our car share services or our Ubers and Lyfts to help get us around. But uh it's a definite head scratcher. Disney buses, number six on our list. Number seven on our list. The Magic Shop Marquee on top of one of the entrances to the Emporium. On Main Street, USA, in the Magic Kingdom. Yes. What the what? Please explain. I think we mentioned this in a past episode, yeah. but this is a huge things that make you go, hmm. So, growing up as a kid... A magic shop, the actual. The magic shop is great. And there still is one in Disneyland, but on Main Street in the Magic Kingdom, it was my go-to place as a kid. And it was in that spot. I loved it. They had tricks, gags, masks, all sorts of fun stuff, real magicians, you know, just a great little nook that led into the shop behind it. And then it disappeared. Someone please explain to me why you would put up a sign for a shop it's not there. Exactly. So, yeah, a couple of years ago, we walk in, whoa, the magic shop, it's back. The marquee is right it's on. Not. But it's not. We walk in. Oh, come on. You're just walking into the Emporium. So what? It's like putting up a lemonade stand and selling water. Or selling nothing. <laughs> lemonade, cold drinks. You walk in. No, it's a hot store. Uh, yeah. Why, Disney people, did you bother putting up the marquee and not have a magic shop there? What's the point? What the what? We're scratching our heads over that one for sure. Skip number eight is my favorite one, so we'll come back to that. All right. Let's go back to Disneyland Paris for a minute, because if you haven't been there, our next thing that make you go, hmm, is what, Amelia? Buying food, I do not recommend Or anything. I'd say this applies to everything. What's the overall category? Prices. Disneyland Paris prices. But Go. mostly even food because you can't find coffee. But when you do find it, there's, it's like eight euros for a cup. Or in popcorn. So Popcorn is $15 Canadian. Yeah, so like what, 11 $15. bucks? $15. It's basically two to three times the prices of U.S. parks. And this goes for everything. But let's just start with popcorn snacks. This is popcorn. Right, Disney buys how many tons of pop? I don't understand why Disneyland Paris prices are so outrageously expensive. So if you're listening... Because they need to make up for lost time that they don't get by opening in the morning. <laughs> well, maybe you're right. And, you know, if you've never been there and you think Disney World's expensive and you know, there's all this budget Disney stuff, you are... I do are, not recommend going to Paris. Yeah, you are in for some significant sticker shock at Disneyland Paris, my friends. It is double up on just about everything and that includes your resort hotels and club level prices and everything it is quite expensive and i I I just don't get club level and i get hotels but popcorn and on top of that you pay all this money but you know the thing closes down like like their downtown disney area i forget what it's called right now is like closed at eight o'clock or whatever it's not it's such fire 
quotes are at 11. It's such a bizarre thing. So, you know, you pay all this extra money, you can't get your coffee, and, you know, stuff closes early. So just be prepared. Now, I love Disneyland Paris. Don't get me wrong. We love the park. We love the rides. It has some of the best rides. But let me just... Of, you know, some of the duplicates like Big Thunder. Number one on our list for things to make you go home. Disneyland Paris. There's a a lot there. There's a lot there that makes you go, hmm, yeah, that's true. We talked about that in our Disneyland Paris episode. Like people standing on garbage cans to watch parades and all. There's a lot there. There are no rules. There are no rules. Yeah. yeah. Or as Disney would say, what would we be without rules? Universal. In this case, you could say, what would we be without rules? Disneyland Paris. Universal so, has more rules than they do. Yeah, we love it. Don't get us wrong, Paris fans. We love Disneyland Paris, but it, it's just so, it is different in many, many ways than the Disney parks in the US that you're used to. So maybe that shouldn't be surprising, but it, it will be to you if you're not prepared. But the prices, yeah, definitely made us uh, go, hmm, what? All right, number 10, which is now number nine. This is a pet peeve of mine. It always makes me scratch my head. I don't get this. I don't know if it's really just Disney, but in general, too. What is it? Adults that stand in front of children. I really, this really frustrates me. And we, you know, you're also a problem at Paris. You're out of that. You're out of this phase now when you're a youngster. But it, it makes me go, what? When you're watching the parades on Main Street and there are adults standing in front of little kids and, you know, and they know the kids are there. It's just obnoxious. There's no other way to say this. But come on, let the kids stand in front of you. They're below your sight line. Their parents will usually be quite happy just to let the child stand in front of you mm. to see the parade or whatever the show is. You know, just... They're not going to block your sight line. It's not like 15-year-old kids. I'm talking like four and five. Exactly. They just want to see the parade. Kids. They want to see the parade or the fireworks or whatever it is. So... Be considerate. This is Disney magic. I really don't understand how, uh, why this constantly happens. And it happened to us as well. And even when you're in the, you know, a lot of people will, will be nice, but there is just a set of Disney guests who, you know, don't understand that younger children won't block their view. And if they just let them experience the magic, how beautiful that can be. But nope, they don't. And that really makes me go, hmm, and I see it so many times, and it's just frustrating to watch. Yeah. The Disney magic is not living in those people, I'll tell you that. All right, you want to go back now? Or number one, let's take an honorable mention. Oh, you want to save this till the end? All right. What's Give me an honorable mention we didn't have on our top ten list. Why are they building a deluxe resort on a campground? Well, so so you're talking about reflections right now? Well, it's not actually on a campground, but does this make you go, hmm, what? What? Th- Why is that the location you choose? You have so much land. Yeah, you know, I may have to, uh, I do agree with this. It's getting a little crowded, and there are other spots on Bay Lake where in the past yeah. they were going to build other resort hotels around uh, past the contemporary towards where the boats come. Well, you won't really notice this, but in behind Space Mountain, or there's tons of shore around. But I guess I can see your point of why are we cramming in? We're now going to have constantly right along that shoreline. It's going to get very crowded. We've mentioned many, many times that we think this will have a negative impact on Fort Wilderness. This is a campground. You are taking like people that don't even stay. Some people don't even stay at values or moderate and then putting like a deluxe 
resort right there. Now, obviously, they're doing it because, you know, these DVC resorts or deluxe resorts, obviously. they're selling out. I mean, they're popular. But I think that your point is more why there, yeah. right? Why in that spot? Why cram it in on I that? I get building another resort. Yeah. More people can stay there, more money. I get that. But why there? They're putting it on the river country there site. There's so many other places. Yeah. Even in that area, there's other spots. And maybe over time, they will fill the whole thing. I mean, you know, who knows? Get reflections. Bring back river country. Maybe by the time... Make it a big water park. Bring it back. Maybe by the time you're my age and you're there with your kids, that entire Bay Lake Circle will look like a Fort Lauderdale strip of non-stop hotels all the way around. It's possible. Uh, who knows, right? There, you know, there's a lot of space. There's a lot of shoreline on Bay Lake that they could build on. By that time, so. there will be an entire other park. Oh, there better be, because <laughs> we're adding more people to this area. That's another thing. It's already getting congested there. And now we're adding another, what, 2,000, 5,000? I don't know what the capacity of reflections is offhand, but there's going to be a lot more gas boats, bus, <laughs> more buses, Okay. Uh, you know, it's just going to get really congested there. So I, I see lovely. that point. Now, I think your last, you, you, you have another walk-on item, don't you? Oh, no, you don't. But I do, related to the one that we haven't discussed yet. Okay, well, we'll do this one first and then see if you can guess what our number one is. Okay, you want me to do the one that I was talking about? Because yeah. you said, is there anything else like this? And I said, actually, there is, but I know the story behind it. So I'll talk about it, but it, I guess it made me go, hmm, before I knew the story. And I hope it's still there. I'm not sure because a good segue, right out, right between the Fort Wilderness docks and River Country where they're building the new hotel. I think it's between or just on the other side. It's right in that area. There is what is known as the shoe tree. Now, I've pointed this out to you in the past. And if you take the boat to Fort Wilderness and go between where River Country is and Discovery Island, or Treasure Island, as it used to be called, you will see a tree on the shore of Fort Wilderness area that has all these deck shoes hanging off of it, running shoes, like, you know, with the laces tied, hanging off all the branches of the tree. And Why, did the workers get tied and hang their shoes up? Well, the first time the first time you look at it, it definitely is a thing that make you go, hmm, going, what is that? What is the story there? And the story there goes, as I was once told by a boat captain many years ago, it, back in the early, because it's been there for a long time, and back in the early days when a captain was retiring and he'd, he's one of the original captains driving those boats and on oh. Bay Lake, and he tied his boat shoes together and he just flung it up on the, and it stuck on the branches of the tree as, as he was leaving, you know, his long career driving a boat at Walt Disney World. And then this sort of became a thing for the boat captains as they left to start throwing their shoes on this tree. So that's how... The shoe tree became a thing. Oh, that's yeah, cool. it is sort of cool. I mean, it's weird to see this tree with all these running shoes hanging kind of off like of it. the locks we saw in Paris. Yeah, not deck shoes, I said, but running shoes. They're yeah. like Keds type of shoes. Yeah, exactly. Like the locks on the bridge of Paris, which, you know, that's a whole other story. So but that's the story of that. But, but you're from this, can you guess what our number one thing that make you go, hmm, is? Yeah, if you've been on... I want to do it. Okay, the hair elastics at the top of Everest. So, Expedition Everest in Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. If you've been on that attraction, that roller coaster, you will know where is it. At the very top of the mountain. When your car stops, and Stacy would say, there doesn't seem to be any track. If you look to your right, and some on the left, but mostly to your right, you will see black, 
those sort of elastic hair elastics all over the Not rocks. Not just there. black. Now there's like green now there's and white yeah, and so, red and purple. I've seen it all. So hair elastics thrown all over this. And I've, you know, we, you wonder. It, it's You basically go, hmm, what? What's the story I with this? I get why people do it because I, I've done it because there's so many there. Exactly. But so, how did it start? And no one seems to know. So whereas there is a story for the shoe tree, the hair elastics, and, and this is a polarizing one. A lot of people hate it. They think it's disgusting and dirty. And why are they there? And apparently, you know, reading in and some message boards, apparently... Cast members have to clean this almost daily. It really piles up, right? And and, and but you're—I don't know how it started, but it seems to be one of those things. Somebody did it once for whatever reason, and then just like you said, because I know you've done it, right? I didn't want to. We have to admit, yeah, I think you've only done it once because I don't really like the idea of throwing stuff awry. But for but you were just a kid, and I wanted you wanted to participate in this Disney ritual. That Lordy knows nobody oh, knows how it started done. or why it's done, and I've heard people. It fell out of someone's hair, and then other people were like, "Ooh, I'll just toss mine." It could be right. No one knows, and I've read some funny things. Like people say, "Well, if you've been on the real Everest, which we have not, it's covered in garbage, right? There's old respirators, and there's backpack parts, and even bodies. Technically, if you want to get gross, but." Um, so why not have garbage? It makes it authentic. But this whole hair elastics thing That's on Everest nice. is definitely one of the most bizarre things that make you go, hmm, I think, that exists at Walt Disney World. And someone even mentioned in some of, when I was researching this that, and, and I, I have to look for this one because I have to admit I've never seen it, in the lineup of Pirates of the Caribbean, this hair elastic stuck in the ceiling in one section. So someone must People have tried got... To- do it. It was that was after Everest. People were like, "Oh, it's a good yeah. idea." Like, Someone was trying to now probably trying too hard to create a thing. So when you it try to create work. things, yeah, it doesn't work. It's more of these mostly bizarre things. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, that could be our number one because it's it's yeah. an interesting one. What's your top three? Well, my top three uh, turkey legs uh, is is one of my top ones for sure. The magic shop one just because it meant something to me as a kid. Um. I mean, the paint is topical, but probably the hair elastics because I don't get it. What yeah. So turkey legs, magic shop, hair elastics. What are your okay. top three? So my, I have I have two that I tied for the third spot. The paint job I don't get and the turkey legs. Like turkey legs, n- nice Again, food. we have nothing against turkey legs. We like it, turkey. It's good, but <laughs> it's Thanksgiving dinner. It's just walking around. It's, carnival it's, it's not a walk around snack. Yeah. Right? It mm-hmm. just doesn't fit. For me, anyway. don't think it that, fits at Disney. And it wasn't there, right? It just appeared in 1989 or 1990 in Frontierland at a, at, by Big Al's, by Country Bear. There was a cart there. That's where they started. And I remember right from the beginning going, what is this? The fact that they caught on boggles my mind. So, you know, I'm probably in the minority on this. I'll, I'll admit that. And then the other thing I have at third spot, the paint job. Beautiful paint job. It's not Aurora's Castle. You already have yeah. multiple Aurora You know, you castles. don't have to paint all the castles the same color. They're different Cinderella's castles. Castle. I know most of these castles. It's a different princess. They mostly are Sleeping Beauty castles all around the world for whatever reason. But that one is not. It means something to us people who grew up at Disney World. And yeah, we don't like it. We don't like it, Imagineers. I don't know why you keep messing with stuff. You had too much COVID time on your hands, I think. Number two, the line for Peter Pan's flight. Oh, there's so many good ones here. I don't understand that. <laughs> Get it. But I, that reason it's not number one is because I sort of understand. People 
It's yeah. a good ride. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's nice. Animation's good. It's a lot okay. of people like it's the a, movie. It's a classic. But it's not Flood of Passage, Rise of Resistance, Rock and Roller Coaster, yeah. Space Mountain. Like, it, yeah, it's just an interesting It's one. a dark ride. <laughs> All right, so you've heard ours. You've heard ours Excuse today. Excuse me, that was number two. And num- hair elastics. Why? How did it start? Please, somebody explain it. I don't think anyone knows how someone, it started. Someone please tell me. Yeah, this hair elastic thing. Uh, now, now, if you haven't, well, you must have noticed it. It's hard not to notice it, but uh, I don't know. It's an interesting one, but maybe but so. don't don't deluge it. Let's see if maybe it'll go away over time. But it is an interesting one. Maybe someday a group of Imagineers just decided to just throw all their hair elastics and then start a thing and say no. I don't think the Imagineers. Really? I don't think they started. <laughs> so listen, I want to know before we go. Share us some of your things that make you go hmm about Walt Disney World or Disney. We don't, I don't have any for Disney hotels, but maybe there are some. Tweet out as we start tweeting about this episode this week and let us know what you, what makes you scratch your head about Disney. What don't you get? Did you get any of things? Yeah. Can you explain we some of these things to us? Yeah, I know you'll, I know there's a lot of turkey fans and <laughs> castle fans and every other fan. So you're going to, you don't have to come after us. These are just our opinions. But yeah, we know a lot of people love all this stuff. But for us, don't get it. Just don't get it. So. We hope that you enjoyed this one and did something a little different this week on the podcast. Share with us your things that make you go, hmm. Mm. And of course, you will find us across the social media universe at 1923 Main Street and at 1923mainstreet.com. And if you want to support or the show, on Patreon. you'll find us on patreon.com slash 1923mainstreet. Yeah, we love the support. Or definitely, please do share the episodes with your friends if you like listening to us each week and we're glad that you come along for the ride so we hope you enjoyed this things that make you go hmm disney parks edition on 1923 main street have a magical day everyone bye